Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. All right, friends, today I have back on the podcast my good friend and personal coach, Lisa Penny from Wholeness and Practice, and we're going to continue our discussion on anger and really how anger has to be processed, not managed. We hear a lot about anger management, but we're going to talk today about what's really behind or underneath your anger that needs to be processed. So welcome back, Lisa. Well, thanks for having me back. Anger is something that uh, I lived with, and I have a tendency to go back and visit that a lot uh, for many years because I did not know how to identify what I was really feeling. I knew I was either happy or sad or mad, but I could not identify the core heart issues behind why. I mean, I knew situationally why, but I didn't know why I was continually angry, which then led into bitterness, which then led into a whole another health issue. But let's talk today about why does anger need to be processed? Okay. So A, anger is a secondary emotion. It's a power emotion. It can be used in a way that's destructive, but its intention is to put space between you and the situation or the person. So you put space there, you get to calm down. You put space there, they they walk away, and you have resolution. They leave you alone, except that's not a solution. So there are times that we are justifiably angry. Um, Things that don't go well at work, times that we are dismissed as a woman, Um, times where you're just disappointed and you don't know what to do with it. And then that disappointment keeps coming. Bad news um, about health conditions and then more bad news about your health condition. And you're trying to do everything right and you're still not getting results. So under that anger, um, especially in a health condition, it could be helplessness. It could be fear. It could be, um, well, for health issues, those two things. But sometimes when people feel rejected, they rage out. Um, Under their anger is rejection. So fear uh, comes under anger and helplessness and shame comes underneath anger. So you embarrass me and... I go talk about it to somebody else, but I'm screaming and yelling about that person that shamed me. Yeah. Or I stuff it and I take it out on my kids. I, it just comes out. It leaks out. It comes out inappropriately and on the wrong people. Yeah. And that insecurity too. We get angry, we project it inward when we are not confident in a situation or that shame comes in and then that insecurity rises up and um, that's when we explode in some way. Mm -hmm. So that could even be with the imposter syndrome. 
Okay. Talk about that. So you feel um, less than, which is connected to shame. And that's what the imposter syndrome is all about. And then instead of recognizing it as an insecurity, you just get mad at yourself. Hmm. I should never have done X, Y, or Z. Who do I think I am? I quit. And your anger in that case is at yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we are angry with other people, but we turn it inward Mm -hmm. on Mm ourselves with the shoulds. I should never have trusted that person, Mm -hmm. or I should never have gone there. I should have waited, or I should have X, Y, and Z, like you said. And then we Mm -hmm. project that. And then, then now we have regret, which also is anger. Yeah. (laughs) So even as women, um, the shoulds, I should have spoken up. I should have taken a stand. I should have been more honest. That's how anger will manifest itself because we're culturalized to be nice, yeah, to be meek. And so when you take um, an assertive posture and it's met with, who do you think you are? whether that's your husband, your boss, your neighbor, whatever, then you back up and you're like, who do they think they are? And you're now you're projecting and it just, you just have to pull back and process. Yeah. And maybe it's something like I spoke my truth. It wasn't received, but I'm glad I spoke up. Mm -hmm. I don't like the ramifications. I don't like the repercussions, but I'm proud of myself for speaking up and speaking my truth. Yeah. And that's so important that what you just talked about is, first of all, being self-aware. And so when we recognize we're angry, like you said, it's a secondary emotion. We have to look at, uh, so the big six, fear, shame regret, insecurity, rejection, and helplessness. Mm -hmm. And then we have to do more self-awareness of, okay, how do I feel one of those or many of those in that situation? And then what story do we tell ourselves? right? Because we want to put that negative experience or what people have said about us in the past per se, or what we think, like you just said, that imposter syndrome comes in Mm -hmm. and then we might not necessarily know, oh, I just spoke my truth and I'm okay with it. And I feel secure. We might be saying the other thing of, oh, I should never have done that. Every time I try to make a stand for myself, I get put in my place or whatnot. And then that leads just to more anger. So, um, Talk about how we recognize that secondary emotion and then how do we go through, how do we process it? Because I think a lot of times we're just taught, well, we need to manage it. We need to change our thoughts so we don't think that way, right? Take those thoughts um, captive. Yeah, that it doesn't work like that. I mean, it's nice and it's scriptural, but there's more to it. Yes. If you take a thought captive and you don't transform it. Yes. Or um, and deal with the emotions behind everything. All you're doing is putting a bandaid over a boo boo. Yeah. So, and, so with anger, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no you go. Keep going. 
So with anger, um, it means that you have to look at it. You have to feel it. Yes. Because it's not just a thought. It's an emotion. So when you say, take those thoughts captive, it's actually a mismatch because anger is an emotion. Right. And if you think of it as a thought, you're going to deal with it on the level of the mind, the level of thinking, rational, um, all that. But where the truth is, is you have to actually sit still, practice the pause, pay attention to those thoughts, of course, but feel your feelings, recognize which ones are helpful. And if they, if you have anyone that is helpful, that's what you want to land on. So I spoke my truth and I'm, and I'm happy that I did is a landing place. A woman in a relationship might not have a landing place. So if she's in a relationship and it's ongoing, if it's not the best marriage, um, she might end up doing something unhealthy like eating, yeah, stuffing her feelings. So that's part of the process of recognizing, oh, wait, why am I standing at the refrigerator eating again when I'm really not that hungry? Um, process. It's all yeah. about process. Yeah. And I, I think it's so important to bring it all into the light. Yeah. And I think, too, it's a matter of feeling safe to be honest with yourself. because. I know for years I stuffed it because of the rejection. Like if Mm -hmm. I spoke the truth, I was either going to be shamed or rejected or say, well, you shouldn't feel that way or discounted. And so I would inwardly stuff it. And then my grandmother, she used to can and and do that pressure cooker. And one day I just realized We put our emotions all down there and we stuff them and we put that lid on, but turn the heat up repeatedly. It's it, they're going to, you're going to blow. And so it would come out and um, I would be passive aggressive or I would take it out on my kids or, you know, just whatever, or I would try to exercise it away or try to do something healthy. That was a different outlet versus really sitting in and feeling that emotion. And then being kind to myself to say, it's okay that I feel this way. So let's go a step further. Disappointment can be uh, one of those things that's underneath anger. Um, And when you're disappointed, you often feel alone. Yes. Okay. Jesus Christ has empathy for us and we don't talk about it. Yeah. So it's like, you know what, God, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. This didn't happen. And if you're listening, he might say to you, I'm disappointed for you too. Yeah. So you could tell yourself things, but then you can let Jesus come into that space and let him comfort you. Yeah. And in that comfort space, you're not alone. Yeah. And that is so life-giving. And that is where I have had to live because I think when I met you a year ago, I was in that place where all I could say was I'm angry and I feel alone. 
I've moved so many times. I've had to start over. My husband travels every week. I'm alone in my marriage most of the time. And just feeling that helplessness and the, um, all the, I mean, all of the stuff. And so that's such an important thing to know how do we connect with the Lord to allow him to say, I'm here with you. I know how you feel connecting with him by using scriptures to see situationally, how did he process this? He felt all of the emotions. He didn't just go around quoting scripture. Correct. He quoted scripture when it was appropriate, but he felt and he wept and he got alone to process with the father, which is prayer is that intimate dialogue. And I'm telling you, if, if that weren't it for me, I would have, um, acted out on anger a lot, a lot of healthy ways. <laughs> well, yeah. And the truth is, I think we all do that from time to time. Yeah. We're either mean to ourselves or we're outward, outwardly acting out when we don't process. Yeah. And so you only out, you only get angry with people outwardly when you feel like you have a chance of overcoming them, yeah. overpowering them and taking control. But if you don't feel like you have a chance of winning the battle, you'll just stop it. If you are feeling helpless and you haven't processed your anger, you'll just stuff it. Um, I think if I might say this as Christians, we don't go far enough. We're like, oh, I'm a, I feel I'm just so alone in my marriage. No, you're never alone. God's always with you. Well, that's you speaking to your soul. And the other part is we need to listen to what the father wants to say to us to bring us comfort or strategy or be able to take a bold step of faith. Yep. And that is so important that we coach the heart Mm -hmm. and not the head Mm -hmm. because I would rationalize everything. I would explain everything. (laughs) (laughs) I would explain everything away to justify it so I could stuff it and, and, and cope. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that you can only do for a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and here's the other part of anger that we don't talk about. Um, Women in menopause. Oh, yeah. Everything right they didn't deal with is going <laughs> to show up in menopause. Yes. It yeah. really is. And um, I think Brene Brown's been talking about that also. And that's my experience. I thought I was doing good till I went through menopause. And then I was anxious and angry and defeated. And you name it. Um, I felt alone. I was mad at my husband. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. <laughs> but I felt all these feelings. And I think that anger, menopause, it's the prime time that God chooses for us to go, hey, he speak, it's like, he, he's like, hey, pay attention. Yeah. We're going to transform now. We're going to shift now. You can't do it the way you used to do it because you've accumulated too much junk. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I right there because I am going through those changes right now. And it's like invasion. It's, I, I equate it to like when I was pregnant with my twins, it was like invasion of the body snatchers. The <laughs> hormones are just all over. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? And it is very real. And it's not just about what I'm thinking about because um, our, our emotions are held in our organs and the hormones and all how that triggers it. So Yes, it's such an important topic because, um, and awareness, and and that is where, as women, we have to be more kind to ourselves and show self-care and compassion and not feel guilty about it, that we're being selfish or we're being unreasonable or whatever narrative is, is trying to be told to us. It's like, these are very real, real things. And I can memorize all the scriptures I want to. I mean, I've been to Bible school. I have my master's in biblical studies. <laughs> we are spirit, soul, body, and that soul has to be um, taken care of. Our thoughts and our emotions and our will and attitude and the imagination and our body has so many cues. And we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So. so with anger, one of the best things you can do, practice the pause. So talk more about that. How does someone do that? So let's say they're listening right now and they are angry. They had either a current situation happen to them or they're still in a pattern of nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have breakthrough um, or they've had some trauma in the past that's still unresolved that keeps showing they keep getting triggered. What do they do? How do they practice that pause? Well, it's called breath prayer. Um, you actually take a scripture and you break it into two pieces. You, to account of four, inhale and recite that first part of the scripture. And then you exhale and recite the second part of the scripture. All the while, your hand is on your heart so that you can feel the breath and the slowing of your heartbeat. Hmm. So it might be. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't have to worry. I don't have to want. Because I know you're shepherding me. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord, I'm afraid. But I'm trusting you. That's how you do it. You just take the scripture apart and you personalize it. Yeah. Lord, you're my refuge. I don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Things like that. And that's so important too. We live in such a fast paced society. Hurry, 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 do, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing, mm-hmm. onto it. And practicing that pause mm-hmm. to be intentional, to be spirit, soul, body, right? We start with the body because that is external and then we can easily recognize it. And then we can go inward, even though transformation isn't inside out, we can easily start from the outside Mm -hmm. to draw in, and then it releases from that. um, So 
the body's the first place that's going to show stress. Your amygdala is going to activate and your body is going to feel it. Yeah. So that's with fear, whether it's real or perceived. So I'm walking down the street. Somebody's walking behind me. It's dark. Is that a real or perceived fear? I don't care. I'm afraid. Yeah. And you feel it because your heart's beating faster. Your ears are ringing. So when that fear passes, it's important that you let go, breathe again. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have to learn how to release that trauma too, especially if there was something traumatic happening in that Mm -hmm. we have to do some, um, some body cues and some Mm -hmm. releasing, like even like just um, like doing some jumping jacks or just like you see swimmers before they, they swim, they shake out their body. One of the easiest things you can do when you're angry, when you need to process it, when you need to get it out of your body, it's jump up and down and shake your arms. Look silly. So do it at home where nobody's going to see you. Don't do it in the office. Don't do it in church because, you know, people are going to be like, what the heck are you doing? But it's the best way to get rid of it. It's a somatic experience. And you could do that at home. There's lots of things you can do for anger, but it's the somatic, it's the body work that you want to release. And then all the other stuff will follow behind it. So good. And I so appreciate you sharing this because so often we try to take such a spiritual approach to everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's not, there's not a spiritual answer, but the scripture says first the natural, then the spiritual. Mm-hmm. So if we can do the natural things first, that puts our body in a rest to where we then can connect with God on a deeper level to mm-hmm. receive what mm-hmm. he wants to say, to fill us, to fill those emotional desires. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thank you so much. I, I want to do a next episode where, where we'll, for the sake of time today, we'll, we'll end this one, but I want to talk about prolonged anger and okay. what happens when it becomes um, chronic anger when it turns into bitterness. Are you sure you want to talk about that? (laughs) I do. I'm going to be telling on myself probably a lot, but I want to help people, you know, here's the thing. And you and I've talked about this before, um, as Christians, it's not, it has not been openly discussed and, and everything changed in 2020 going through the pandemic. Um, and people are still angry for the loss of freedoms and about the loss of lives. Well, that's, the ultimate. Yes. And, and so, and I know people that lost their own lives because they could not get over the anger of their loved ones dying Mm -hmm. under um, care that was suppressed. So, or was withheld, I should say, not suppressed, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. withheld care intentionally and justifiable anger for sure, but they did not know what to do with it. And um, so we'll talk about hope deferred because you had something interesting that you talked to me about, about hope deferred makes the heart sick and how it's tied to anger. So I want to stay tuned to that. So today, just to recap, anger is a second, uh, a secondary emotion. It's an outward expression, but it's really an inner experience and we yep. have to process. And you taught me that we have to process it. We cannot manage it. 
Mm-hmm. It's not something we try to control. We have to experience it. We have to feel it and practice pausing to see what's underneath it and to release the negative thoughts and experiences and connect with God in a way that will be healthy and life-giving. So anything else you want to say about that, Lisa? Mm-mm. Nope. You summed it up beautifully. <laughs> well, you've taught me well. Yes, <laughs> you have learned well. <laughs> I've, I've lived it. You've coached me. So um, all right. Well, so in time in next time, friends, stay tuned for the next episode because we will be talking about these important things because we both Lisa and I want to help you. And Lisa, how can people reach out to you? You have an app. I'll give you a plug for the app real quick because we've been waiting for this to come out. And um Yeah, I'm, we're still waiting, which is a hope deferred situation. Um, but the apps do out. I thought it was gonna be this month, it might not be. I've been saying that for the last three months. It's called Get Attuned, and it will help you with these inner experiences of anger. It'll help you process and learn how to um, be in tune to your body, your emotions, and connect to God. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.